0: Trent Balky speaks and I'm more surprised at the responses from people who actually thought he was going to sit up there and tell on himself I'll tell you exactly what I mean by all that in this edition of Locked On Jaguars you are locked on Jaguars your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day what up everybody welcome to another edition of locked on jaguars i'm the host of the locked on jaguars podcast where it's your team every day and we thank you for making us your first listen i'm tony wiggins by the way also we are free to subscribe to on our youtube page make sure you tap into the youtube page that is locked on jaguars make sure you hit the like button hit the subscribe and then hit the bell so you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode and wherever you listen to your audio podcast make sure you tap in there every single day so, you don't miss an episode. Shout out to the Everydayers for tuning in every single day. And you can be an Everydayer if you listen every day as well. All right, let's get to it. Trent, 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 or should I say fan, 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 or media member, media member, media member, because I don't know what's more shocking. Did y'all honestly sit there and think that Trent Balky was going to come on here and tear his own self a new one? No, of course you didn't. Did you think that he was going to sort of blame other people while doing the status quo? It's all of our responsibility, including me. Sure, which is what he did. Let me give you my opinion of the presser. I don't think he's a liar. I don't. No more than I think he tries to pick bad players because he doesn't want to win. I don't think that either. I don't think he tries to not be very good as a GM. I think he tries. But just like a lot of people that try a lot of things, they become, they get into denial. And the denial here is, is that, I'm going to just let you know. I'm going to just tell you right now. This is the thing. See, you can be honest, but still be playing in people's face at the same time. So I'll tell you what I mean by that. He's been here now for three years as a GM. Four, if you account him being an assistant D- GM on the day Caldwell. When he looks you in your face and he tells you the obvious truth that we need to get bigger, stronger, and more physical, which we'll talk about in segment two. And you already know that. He's hiding something. And let me tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is, because sometimes people, what they'll do is they'll be real honest because they don't want you to ask a follow up question. And I wasn't there today. I had a a client. I couldn't be in two places at one time. In segment three, we're going to talk about what does Josh Allen have to do to get money? I guess he has to get 27 sacks before a team the dude said they literally have not even sat and started worrying about that yet or, or negotiating that yet, which is another dumb thing to, to admit. Right. But let me get to Trent, Trent, Trent. He's not retiring. He's not walking away. He's not taking another job. He also said that Doug Peterson Owns the coaching staff, which basically means that's his responsibility, and that he sits in and listens to it, uh, listens to input, and, and this, that, and the third. He said he didn't have any input on on hiring a coach other than giving the input, basically that you know of what he thought about the process or whatever, whatever, something, something like that. Okay, if Ryan Nielsen was all Doug Peterson, then cool, no problem. And I got a family friend that lost his job when they fired the the coaching staff. But I think Ryan Nilsson was a good hire, and I told my buddy that. The other thing is, is he keeps saying that he doesn't live with regret, which he shouldn't, and he doesn't live in the past. When he was asked about standing pat last season during the offseason, Trent, when Rick Ballou, a a former colleague of mine, and, well, he's still a colleague, and a friend. He's a real, Rick Rick and I are very, very close. Rick asked him a question about the edge rush. Even in a moment where Trent could have done some figure skating a little bit, his awareness just wasn't very high. He was more defending himself Using the salary cap as a reason why they didn't do or did do certain things, which everyone knows, whatever you want to do, you can figure it out with the cap. All you got to do is just move some money around. Everybody knows that he answered the question about not getting more edge rush with the fact that they had the Smoot coming back and they had guys in the building. So this is the one thing that I agree with him about and it shows in my opinion that's a that's a question that people have been wanting to ask for a year, and Rick did a real good job of asking it. Like, why didn't you get more edge rush, particularly the edge rush in the off last year? And, and and this could have been he's so caught up in playing defense that he re, and you can tell he listens to a lot of stuff. He might listen to this, and that's good. I hope he does. I hope he learns something because I I I know uh, I ain't gonna give one damn if he gets upset. But you can tell he he hears the noise because he was prepared to answer certain questions, even when he could have done a pirouette. If you if I was Trent Baalke and Rick Blue or anybody else asked me about edge rushers, you know what I'd have said? We had two guys both have double digit sacks. That's not really a priority. It wasn't then because I believed in the guy. He could have he could have owned that moment when he said that. When asked about Jadavion J- Clowney and others, those guys believe that they're starters. We had our two starters. It wasn't just about money; it was also about the role. Guys believe that they should still could be starters. Uh, and Jadavian Clowney, for one, made the right decision because he's starting for a team that's probably going to win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. Could have could could have just easily gotten out of that question, but he didn't because he wasn't here. in my opinion, to answer up to those things. He was just here to answer up to some of the criticism that he'd been given from last year, and he had ways to dance around those questions. He talked a whole lot, and it really didn't say anything. He didn't tell you anything that you did not already know. You know the middle of the offensive line is weak. The question I want to ask y'all is this. Sometimes you have to listen and hear things through what you're listening and hearing. We need to get bigger, stronger, and more physical. That's what I'm going to get on in segment two, because he's, he's right. And if you listen to this podcast, you've seen my thumbnails where I keep talking about. In fact, if you listen to this podcast, I have been saying it for three freaking years that they needed to be bigger and more physical on the offensive line. And I had people arguing with me the whole time. When I said last year to fix the offensive line, and this is what fans do, fans went just the same thing when I said the other day about corners. Everyone said, you need to you better fix the offensive line. So last year it was all edge rush. It was all pass rush that everybody wanted, right? And it turns out the Jaguars, they needed depth, but the Jaguars were good at the, with the starters they had. I have been saying offensive line, offensive line, offensive line forever, including last offseason when everybody else was talking about the, the edge rush, and I was saying offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Now everybody's telling me don't look at anything else before you sign an offensive lineman. It's almost like, yeah, we heard you, but we're not going to give you no credit for it. So they still asked the edge rush question today, and he could have danced all over the question, but he didn't even do it. Like, no, nah, I didn't want to go out and pay another guy to be a starter. We had one starter with 17 sacks and another with 10 and a half, or vice versa, or flip flop, 17 and a half and 10. We're good when it came to starters. We just have to do a better job of getting guys. And you have to actually pay guys backup money to be backups because if you, they're not, they're not going they they were salary cap handcuffed a little bit, but they were more handicapped. They were, they were more handcuffed enough. That they couldn't overpay for a position for a guy who wasn't gonna start. I've been telling people that the whole time, but everybody i like they don't want to listen to it. That's the part that that's the team building part of it, allocating money and dollars. And then other guys have to take those offers. I can tell you right now, Khaliz Campbell was almost insulted with what they offered him last year, and he went and signed with Atlanta. So let me let me explain something to you. I'm gonna tell you what you didn't hear. I'm gonna tell you right now before we actually. Uh, Pause for the cause. We need to be bigger, stronger and more physical like duh. Right. Here's my question. Why the hell you didn't know that before you actually had to see that foolishness this year? When you know Trevor Lawrence is the most valuable player this franchise has had probably in forever. Why didn't you load it up? If you're the GM, you're supposed to know and you're supposed to see this in front of everybody else. If they're not big and physical and strong, especially to the traits GM, why the hell not? Since you're the one who's been making the draft choices. Don't worry, I'll wait. You don't have to wait much longer because I'm going to keep talking about this very thing. And I'm going to tell you why. Sometimes in the the middle of being honest, you can actually say something that points the finger right back at you and think you're going to actually hide in plain sight behind the truth. I'll tell you more in just a second here on locked on Jaguars what I, y'all gotta let you know about today's sponsor and that is eBay Motors passion driving patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits LED headlights and more Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only. Available to U.S. customers. All right. Segment two here on Lockdown Jaguars. We're your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Got to get into it. I bet I hit y'all with something y'all ain't think of. While the man's standing there saying we need to get bigger and stronger, he's also saying we think Luke Fortner can be, still thinks Luke Fortner is a good player. Says it's more systematic than it was on him. Yeah, he needs to systematic his butt and drink some, eat some creatine or something, and go in there and lift some weights, and hopefully that'll help him. He's weak. He's not strong. He's not good at the point of attack. He's gonna get you a quarterback hurt, decapitated, or broken up. If you keep on playing around and letting your ego get in the way. So if this team drafted Trevor Lawrence, he's been here three seasons now. For you as a GM, we thank you for being honest with us and telling us what we already knew. And that is the middle of the offensive line stinks, right? And I'm glad that he admitted that they need to get stronger, more physical, tougher. I'm glad that he also said that they believe Anton Harrison can play left tackle because that's where he's going to play next year, like I told you a couple of days ago on the podcast. But my point is, is this. You've known that Trevor and this is what I keep telling people over and over again. When I say, don't ask Trevor anything. Take care of him. If I'm Trevor and you come ask me about coaches, if you come ask me about anything, you come ask me about fans, you come ask me about talking to people, you come ask me about all of this, I'm going to ask you, what are you asking me that for? Don't you supposed to know that already? That's what I'm going to do. And this is why I have told people ad nauseum that want to think like fans, well, you need to run this through Trevor. You need to go to to talk to Trevor about this. You need to talk to Trevor. You don't need to talk to Trevor about nothing but telling Trevor to work out, hang out with his friends, uh, be a 24-year-old, ingratiate himself with his teammates, be a, be a leader, and keep being a good guy that he was raised to be. You need to be, instead of asking him questions, you need to be telling him what you're going to do for him, like protect him and keep him from running for his life. That's, wh- that's what you're going to do, right? So for you to come out today, Trent Balky, and say, we need to be bigger, stronger, and more physical, my question is, why aren't you already? Didn't you know you weren't physical and strong? I did. You knew you knew you couldn't block people. But you want to go get a tight end in a second round. That's an okay blocker. You get a running back, a bigger guy, in Tank Bigsby, who can't hold on to the ball in critical times. Your answer for fixing your short yardage problems, your lack of physicality, And your lack of strength at the point of attack was to go and get, uh, you swapped out right tackles. That's why. As another point that I made, I said I ain't got no, no problem against Anton Harrison. He just should have been playing opposite of Juwan Taylor. Your idea to get more big and more physical was to get a running back and a tight end because you didn't want to admit that the offensive line that you built in the middle stinks. What do you mean you had to, did you have to really wait like the rest of us did to see the offensive line getting pushed around before you knew that they were not physical and strong enough? This is what you're supposed to know. You're not supposed to find out when you think we all find out you ain't find out what I found out because I told you two years ago I told anybody who would listen for the last two and a half three years that the offensive line was stinky and was not It was cringe worthy. It's not even championship. You can't even think about a championship. So imagine this When you start trying to figure out what goes right and what goes wrong in an organization If you listen to him And then listen to the fans and listen to the other members of the media about things that you know. Okay, offensive line stinks. They couldn't stop the run. Y'all say they need edge depth. They don't have a real catch radius, attack the ball wide receiver. And then you fire the defensive coordinator. So tell me this. How the hell did they win nine games? Somebody was doing some coaching somewhere because the team that I just described, that's a four-win team. So somebody was doing something. Somebody was working some kind of mojo for them to win nine NFL games considering they had all of that stuff messed up. But you fired the whole defensive staff, so you're telling me that Doug and Press did so good that they won nine games even with a bad offensive line. That—that that basically is what you're saying. If you're Trent balky This team is built to not get him fired. This team is built on the side of safety as opposed to being built on the side where you throw caution out of the window. You trust yourself and you go for it. That's why he kept referencing that they believe they have a good solid roster. They have good pieces a good core you win nine games two years in a row you might not be telling a lie or you might just be getting every little ounce of everything out of the bottom of that pitcher. meaning there's like nothing left and maybe that's why down the stretch this year they fizzed out because they were they were man they squeezed that sponge so tight to every drop of everything that they had came out and they couldn't do any better you know why they can't do any better because they're not as good as you think they are. Those poor people got everything out of there. Luke Fortner, bless his heart, he tries hard, he works his butt off. It ain't good enough because he ain't good enough, and you picked him. That's what this really comes down to. The reason why they won nine games this year is because they got the most out of what they have. And that's not a player issue. That's not a coaching issue. That's the guy that says he's a Jimmy's and Joe's guy. You got a nine-win team two years in a row. You know why? Because you're a nine-win GM and you can't do any better. Another thing. Off the field, Josh Allen is a gem. On the field, he was even more of a gem this year than he's ever been. Why on earth is that man looking at a franchise tag? He shouldn't be another reason why that gm shouldn't be the gm i'll tell you more in just a second here on locked on Jaguars. today's show is also sponsored by fanduel our friends over at fanduel are the absolute truth man i'm telling you it is the way to go even though the regular season is done the playoffs are still going and there's Still plenty of action for you at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get a $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's awesome. The app is also easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Third and final segment here on Locked On Jaguars. I have to let you know to make sure you check out Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right. Josh Allen, 17 sacks, career year, should have been an all-pro. Why doesn't he have a contract extension in his face right now? You know what the numbers are. You've seen uh, the Montez Sweat. You've seen these other guys get their contract. It's almost like slotting. He's the next guy up. He's going to reset the market. And you messed around and let him get to this point to have this huge year, and now you're going to have to pay him more than you would have had to pay him last year had you signed him to an extension. Another reason that Trent Baalke, As dumb as a bag of rocks as a general manager. One of the reasons I was on the Trade 41 uh, campaign is, one, they kept dropping him in the coverage. Two, I did think that sometimes he didn't play up to his absolute best before this year, which was a contract year. But when he needed to do it, he did it. And he's a real good guy off the field. He's not going to be the type of person that gets money and is not going to continue to play hard, continue to prepare. He's just not yoked like that. Josh Allen's a real good guy. And I know the the way Yannick and Gakwe left, people really thought he was a bad dude. Yannick's a real good man too off the field. And when they didn't pay Dante Fowler, they traded Dante Fowler away, they sort of – And then it was a different administration, but it was the same ownership. It was, I was doing radio at that time. And I remember Jan was the quote unquote anti-Dante guy. He took Dante's lunch money. He was drafted two rounds later and still took his starting position. Doesn't eat fast food. Doesn't do any of that stuff. Keeps quiet. Comes to work. Goes about his business, right? I said, if you don't pay him, you ain't going to pay nobody. And now Josh Allen is a very, very good guy stops the run plays the pass does all of the things is a total player that they said Yannick Ngakwe wasn't and now he still can't get paid that's why you got to be careful when you say yeah we ain't gonna pay him we ain't gonna pay him but we're gonna pay him right and yeah we want him here forever and that's our guy and Josh is like I want to be here forever I'm, I'm Sometimes being too nice to people that you want money from doesn't work in your favor. And when you got a guy like Trent Balky, it just doesn't work in his favor. They should have paid Josh last year. That's how you get ahead of it. Get it out of the way. What what was there? What reason do you have to not pay him? And then now he he says he's going to be here next year. So that that almost says he's going to have that franchise tag on him. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. You're going to pay him exactly what you're going to pay him. Or you're going to carry that big that big number on that franchise tag all year long. But you're going to pay that man. That man ain't coming in here on the franchise tag. I'm telling you. So you can't get to that deadline thinking that you're going to get a deal done. The closer you get to that deadline, the closer you're going to have to get to a higher number. The price of the brick is going up, as they say. Today's price is not yesterday's price. I heard that one, too. He is everything you want in a player on and off the field what's the problem it's a no-brainer there are 31 other teams around this league that if josh allen was to become a free agent would offer him a contract on the first day and y'all got him in house and y'all acting like y'all just this great drafting team that's all high and mighty and you're gonna sit here and play hardball with this cat are you serious it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. To say all of that stuff and not really say anything. We knew a lot of that stuff already, bro. It's the it, it, it is the hiding in plain sight. I'll tell you the truth. And because I'm telling you the truth, it's like, oh, he owned up to it. Yeah, he owned up to something. That is his responsibility that shouldn't be there. And that's the part that people keep missing. We need to get bigger, stronger, and more physical. You you didn't know that three years ago when you were drafting guys for traits? What are traits? Big, strong, and physical. Length, long, big, big. So it only applies in certain positions? I don't understand. He says, we're the draft and develop team, but you better do it really quick. The one thing he did say that I did like, he said, I ain't going to sit here. It don't do me no good to sit here and tell y'all what I think we need. True. They told you what they thought they needed last year. But to Doug Peterson's credit, he did not say we needed to draft or sign pass rush. You know what he said? What's the biggest need? We need to improve pass rush. He didn't say they were going to go out and get nobody. Josh had a better year and Trayvon had a better year. That's how they improved pass rush. They had the guys already on the team. They did it. So I ain't going to call them liars. But the thing is, is even when he had a chance to peacock, he didn't. It's because he came in hell-bent on busting down narratives that he's heard on radio or maybe podcasts. And his goal was to do that and to say a lot of coach speak and, I can see why Shah Khan would fall for it because Trent is very good with the raspy voice of sounding like that dude that draws up plays on a napkin and and can talk ball with everybody. I call it NFL football speak, not just coach speak. I love the fact that he said he wasn't a coach. This is a coaching issue. This is not. You have never heard him say that before. You know why he said it now? before he was acting like a coach before he was talking like a coach and he would answer those questions you know why he said it now is because there's a narrative that exists out there that he that is him versus Doug and that he is somehow stabbing Doug in the back or doing what people perceive the same things he did to uh, Jim Harbaugh you gotta pay attention you know, those little preliminary investigative courses that we took when I was a military policeman have always really worked. But my grandmother always told me that I'm very, very inquisitive and that I am a marvelous, marvelous listener. And you can't tongue tie me and you can't tell me I said something and I didn't because I had those skills as a child. You you, you, you in my house, if you didn't listen, you got smacked upside the head. I'm a, my grandma said, I'm going to say I'm going to tell you one time. So I have to learn how to listen. And the way you learn how to listen is with your mouth shut and your ears wide open. And when you speak to me, I'm going to hear what you're saying. And I'm also hear what you're not saying. We think we have a good football team. He also said something that I have told people here before. He said it a little differently. He says, and I've always said when people take over teams, they want them in the bottom of the barrel. They don't want to be married to bad contracts. They, they want they want them to be the lowest of the lowest so they can build it up instead of trying to build it up while they're still dancing around the people that are already there. They'd rather start over from scratch. So he says it's much easier to take a very bad team with a bad, you know, with, with, with a bad, you know, a, a bad team and make it competitive. That's easier to do than to take a competitive team and make them a champion. I totally agree with that. Going from a one-win team or a two-win team, it's easier to go from one to ten than it is from ten to fourteen and be a champion. I've always said that these last steps are hard. These last steps are very, very, very hard. And you just can't miss. And if you do miss, you better make up for it in, in some other way. He doesn't answer questions from the past because he says, I don't want, I don't look backwards. You should look backwards when you didn't move uh, and do anything, but you wanted to a little bit blame it on the salary cap. Just a little bit. And he was also asked something else. He was asked about Josh Allen and he, uh, and he said, Josh will be on the team next year. Then he was asked about Cam. Look, I'm not getting into who's going to be here and who's not. You already got into it when you answered the question about Josh. I'm telling you, man, it was 101 on self preservation and how to protect yourself and how to say a whole bunch of stuff without saying nothing. And that's exactly what Trent balky did today. I thank y'all for listening to the podcast, man. I really do this just to prepare y'all for what you're going to see and what you, and, and to, to really try to. I'm not, I try to make folks a little bit more, I wouldn't say like I'm a teacher, but make them smarter. I try to make fans smarter to what they're really, really looking at and take the emotion out of it. And today, all I got to say is, Trent, Trent, Trent. I hope you got the answers you were looking for. You'll get them more here at Locked on Jaguars. If I find something else to, dissect i'll come back on here tomorrow and i'm gonna go trent 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 again once i think about exactly what it is that i want to say until then you guys make sure you take care of yourself and take care of each other we'll see you next time here on lockdown jaguars